Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Micah. And And welcome welcome to to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Welcome back. Guys, guess what? Oh my gosh, guess who's here again after (laughs) 10 years? Micah is back. A millennium has passed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A new year, a new Micah. She's returned. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I feel like every time we record, we're like, wait, we haven't talked to forever. What's your name? Like, you know, and it's literally, why is this happening? But our schedules are just crazy and completely opposite. Very, very opposite. But. Well, I'm it's okay. Glad we're back. We made it work. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Praise yes. the Lord. And this is the last episode of season two. So we are ending this season and we're just like excited to yeah. just talk. Um, I'm pumped. 2021 was, was a lot. It was, it was good. It really was a lot. And it wasn't like looking back on it and reflecting on it. I was like, Lord, that was probably one of the hardest years I have had. Like, it really was one of the most challenging um, years. Like, I literally remember one day where the enemy was just attacking me so hard. And I literally was on the phone with my friends because they were just praying over me because I could not sleep because the enemy was just, like, going in, you know. And that is, like, a representation of how my year was last year. <laughs> yeah. You know. It was rough. Yeah, I I feel like I can I can relate and kind of agree with that and I feel like a lot of the people that I've I've talked to recently um can say the same thing. I've I've heard um just so many stories of people being challenged but in really powerful ways that have truly ushered in so much more of the presence of the Lord. So like I feel like challenged is is probably my my like one word um for 2021 honestly but like it it was it was so powerful so yeah um, and i mean the lord definitely i feel like last year was a year of like breaking down like literally like how low can you get and then like coming you know back up and just really depending on the Lord in a new way because I know that last year like I thought I knew the Lord you know and I'm not saying I didn't know the Lord but like last year I knew him in a completely different way even meeting you Micah like I don't it's so crazy because before I met you you know I really struggled with like expressing my emotions and things like that and not to say that I'm like completely fixed from that but after meeting you and like you coming into my life so sporadically and so kind of just randomly you know um like my emotions and being able to compliment people and being able to just like not feel awkward saying things like it literally went from like not being able to do it at all and just feeling so awkward when like the words I love you came off of my tongue to like saying it to my students all the time, saying it to my friends, like, just like, and I know it's a work of the Holy Spirit, you know, like, I know it's not you, but like the Lord used you, you know, as a vessel to like change 
my ideas of of him you know like i really begin to see the soft side of god that gentleness you know again because i think like sometimes when you're walking with the lord for a while at the beginning you you see that gentleness and that love and that kindness like that's what drew me the first time but then you kind of can get um I don't want to say used to his love, but you kind of get back to your normal place where you're just kind of like following the rules again, you know? And I feel like last year he really like broke me down again and was like, I don't like, this is what I thought, like, this is who I am, you know? Especially working with the students I'm working with, like, he just constantly has been showing me himself through my students like my students are me and as the teacher like I am in a representation like God and how much grace he has for us and how loving he is towards us and how many chances he gives us you know and it's like just looking back it's like he has really transformed my thinking in the area of emotion because I was a not there at all so I just thank you for that and thank you for letting the Holy Spirit use you because that is something that I am completely shifted on coming into 2022 my emotions yeah well my my heart just had a bit of an explosion um and I know (laughs) that there are gonna be what's funny is that I know that there are gonna be some people listening that are gonna laugh at (laughs) not laugh at you but laugh at what was just said because they know that I'm I am very much an emotional person and so they're like yeah that's 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 just what she does but um no that you know that's really really affirming and and just so so encouraging Leticia um and and to like there were so many ways that you refined me in 2021 as well um and so, so on, on what you just said, that's incredibly affirming because um, there are moments where I can feel like I'm too emotional or, or this, this, this part of me that, um, you know, relates to the Lord is, is too much and I want to relate less or just not feel at times or, or not express love, you know, or, or um, just uh affirm people because sometimes i'm like you know dad they don't even like that makes them uncomfortable why do i just have to tell them i love them you know like that's just weird um but then the lord is like no like that that is that is what i've called you to do that's who i've created you to be and so that's just so affirming um because like i've been called too emotional and like too um whatever but like there have been so many people that i've shared the fact that like he's an emotional god we're emotional because he has emotions you know and they they were like wait what you know um but anyway as far as like how you refined me in 2021 man i am so grateful for our connection and just how the lord divinely um rebirthed our relationship i i don't even want to say rebirth like birthed honestly because we were aware of each other's existence before, but we did not know each other. Um, and so the, the ways that you challenged me um, in areas where um, 
where there began to be apathy at certain points um and just the ways that um that you've exuded such beautiful humility um has been really really um just like awakening to my spirit and and convicting to where i say okay lord like wow okay search my heart you know have your way um I want to be more like you. And so um, there were a couple of scriptures that you specifically had sent to me at, at several points last year that um, that I held on to and that the Lord would not let fade away in, in my spirit. And, um, you know, when that happens, like that's feasting on the word. Um, and so anyway, that was just very transformational for me. So I am so incredibly thankful for you and and again how the lord has has used you so um thank you thank you no and like i'll definitely say like you have grown from when i met you like you know at the beginning of the summer like you have definitely the lord has been just growing you in consistency because i know that that's something that you know we were both working on in, in certain areas and i feel like the lord definitely like to see you now and to see you then like you still have had a love for the Lord then, but like now you're like consistent, you know, like I feel like there's a consistency. Um, and then you're, you're, you're in like you're deep in ministry, you know, and to even hear like how you're mentoring women and walking through life with women and, you know, um, you're just like truly following the what the Lord is, is having you do, you know, you're not focusing on all these other things that you have the potential to focus on, but you're really just focusing on like where the Lord has placed you, you know? Um, and so you're definitely more consistent from what I can see um, this year, like just going into this new year. Like that's something that I just see over your life, like consistency. Mm. Well, thank you, yeah. friend. You know, we're we're not perfect, but I can definitely say that, um, you know, the deeper you go into ministry, the the further you extend yourself into or allow the Lord to extend you into leadership, the I, I feel like the more and more you have to be laid down. And if you do not do that, then it is a very, very, very dangerous and slippery slope, you know? And so it's forced me um, to to go way deeper and it's forced me to be um, more authentic with myself, um, you know, so much more raw with the Lord. Um, and I, so I would, I would say that 2021 was in a sense it was was a breaking down for me uh, but the, I, I would say the biggest thing that I learned the most valuable thing that I learned from 2021 was um, pursuing presence um, and nearness over all else um, recognizing truly um, that that the person of God, of Jesus, is the hope that nearness with him um, is all that is to be pursued and that in that place, nothing can stand against. And so um, there's been a deeper level of intimacy that that has been 
unlocked, if you will. Um, and, it, and it does just keep getting better. Like this is not the end. It's never the end, right? Which is crazy because he's so good. But um, just not seeing um, any outcome, any situation, any um, anything over the person of Jesus, over the, the face of God. Um, and so with that, like when, when we pursue like just authentic presence, just being with Jesus, um, then that like naturally invokes the, the fear of God, um, transformation and just so much that shifts the way that we live. Um, so I, uh, you know, even in, in how I mentor girls this semester, um, I am, I foresee myself mentoring fewer girls, but I feel like there's a quality that the Lord is wanting to implement that is not meant for, you know, as many girls as I was mentoring last semester. And that's not to say anything against them. They're all amazing. And I, I love all of them, but there's, there's a seriousness, there's a deeper ushering in of his presence and encounter um, that he's wanting to bring to the table, and not everybody wants that. And if you don't want that, um, he he's not going to force it on you because he's a gentleman. And so, but it starts with the presence of God and being with him. You know, we were meant for fellowship with our creator. And so just coming back to, to that, the simplicity of that, um, has really, it's shaken me, but it's been so powerful because like, that's, that's the starting point that breaks chains and, you know, his presence, um, his name, knowing him and coming into, to greater realization, greater revelation of being known by him, being loved by him. Um, you know, in the word, it talks so much so much about about love right and uh how if you don't love that you've gotten nowhere but what the lord's been saying over the last couple weeks to me is that so we know that we can't we can only love to the extent to which we've been loved first right so how can we get through life loving if we've never gone deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into revelation of how much we're loved and so that, like, again, being in his presence has unlocked these, these just greater depths into how known, how understood, how loved I am. And that has broken free so many things to be able to love um, deeper, better, you know, whatever. And, and that is a huge call. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, like, just as you're talking, like, I was at a Bible study last night and, you know, I was thinking of, we were praying, one of our prayer points was, Lord, help us to love you more. Because if you think about it, you know, first of all, the more that you know you're loved, right, um, you can live out of that place and you live differently when you're loved. Like you can, you just have a different walk when you're loved, you know, you have a different talk. Um, but when you also begin to love the Lord more, like when he expands your ability to love him, think about the people you love, like just in, in, in natural life, right? If you like, just like a romantic partner or something like, let's just say that, right? 
if you love somebody, you will do anything for them. Like if you like deeply, deeply love them, you will do anything for them, especially in that honeymoon phase. You know what I mean? You know, you'll do anything for them. Right. And so I think like too, like spending time in the presence of God is essential, right? Like that is what changes us because we're not here for behavior modification, right? We're here for a heart change. So you have to be in the presence of God. Um, But then also asking him to help us to love him more. Because for some people too, it does come naturally to just love God more, you know? Um, but others of us, it's it's a little bit harder, you know, to, to really, I mean, we're loving someone that we don't necessarily see in the physical, you know, it is a faith walk, you know, you're, you're walking by faith, not by sight. So, you know, um, you absolutely have to also ask the Lord to help you to love him more because out of that, out of that place of being loved first knowing that you are loved and like truly living loved um then you will begin to produce so much more as you begin to walk in now loving him now returning toward you know receiving that love and then returning it back to him you know but it is true you do have to start with like fully knowing how much you are loved and I don't think most of us walk in that we don't truly walk in the fact that like we are like a like the lord is obsessed with us like we don't walk in that you know um because i don't you know i think it's just how we we focus more on what we can see and what we have seen and we haven't seen an obsessed love unless it's like crazy and and you know toxic but um demonic yeah yeah (laughs) yeah we definitely have to like learn to live loved so that we can return that love to others and I love too how you said like you're gonna focus on less girls because it's not about the 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 quantity of how many girls you're um discipling you know but it's about the quality like do each one of them truly want to know the Lord introduce the Lord to them and then focus on the ones that want to truly know the Lord and that's something that the Lord taught me in 2021 like I feel like that was my first year without like deep Christ-centered fellowship because I would have a little bit of fellowship here and there like you know I, I hung out with my friend group but we weren't you know really doing bible studies that much anymore we weren't really praying together anymore we weren't really going out and evangelizing like we weren't we were hanging out and and just you know doing normal stuff but we weren't doing like the things of god deeply and i feel like that is one thing that i lacked so heavily in 2021 that i never want to lack again is community of people who are like following after the lord hard you know um and so that is one thing that you know the lord taught me like this is what it looks like when you're not surrounded by people that are following after me hard because it is different there you know there are people that go to church and there are people that are in ministries and they're you know they're they're following the lord you know ish um but you know you can tell when someone's heart is like 
you know, for the Lord and when you're just like in a lot of ministries, you know? And so last year I really learned what it was like to be without people who were just, their hearts are just like burdened with like reaching people, you know? And I don't, and so literally at the beginning of this year, I was like, I'm getting reconnected to like ministry to, you know, people that are really like on fire for the Lord, because of course our fire can dim sometimes and we have to, you know, definitely reignite it. But when you're surrounded by people who are following hard after the Lord, like they can encourage you when your fire starts to dim, you know, and you can encourage them um, the same. And so that's one thing where I was like, Lord, I never want to be away from your people and from not just your people, but, um, the people that are following after you hard, the people that are, you know, stepping out and evangelizing, the people that are um, just having a heart for you despite how we feel, despite everything else, you know, I need to be surrounded with that. And they even say in sports, you know, play with players better than you. My mom always says that. Play with players that are better than you because that's how you get better. And not to say that you're going to, you know, the, the walk of faith is... Uh, to get better necessarily but you know you want to play with the players that are are better than you that have been in this walk longer than you that you know are consistent despite how they feel you know that know how to go out and 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 share the gospel um you want to play with those players you know yeah so no it's funny that you yeah I'm so sorry continue no go ahead I, I was done Okay, I just, just want to say, it's <laughs> just walking. Um, it's funny that, that you said that because while you were talking, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, okay, it, it is a responsibility of mine to place myself around people that are, are, are fiery and that, you know, are, are um, further along in their walk than me or, or you know, um, more, more dedicated, more in love with Jesus than I am. Um, and if I'm not willing to be intentional about that, then, then there's a serious problem within me. Um, because there's, there's a complacency, there's apathy, you know, um, generally present. Um, and, and within the church, there's still so much warmth rather than, than fiery ones, hot and cold, you know, there, there's just, if you're not hot, you're, you're cold, you know? Um, and so that's, again, with, with the girls that I'm mentoring, like the Lord, um, even last semester handpicked out, um, a few individuals that he was like, okay, yes, you need to, you need to tend to the whole flock, but focus, um, give extra time on the ones that are hungry. These are the ones that, that will make disciples that make disciples that make disciples, you know? Um, but even going back to what, to what we were talking about before, um, in terms of, uh, being loved and, and loving the Lord. Um, I think I've said this in a previous podcast, but, um, it really does take God to love God. Um, so being awakened to being able to love the Lord is a work of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's a work of the Lord. Um, and so it starts by faith, right? But then um, he perfects and, and is faithful to finish that work in us. So, um, you know, I think, I think that certain people can, can have more maybe 
kind of like you said, more more natural tendencies towards yielding to that. But um, regardless, you know, it, it takes him to love him. Um, but I don't, I don't, I have not met many people in my life that I believe are in love with Jesus. You know, like like you were saying, like there's this the the honeymoon phase, and that you'll do anything for them. You know, and but if if I'm willing to which he already does see me for who I am, but if I'm willing to to let him um, search me and know me for who I am, and if I'm willing to authentically and truly see him for who he is, I can't help but be in love, you know? But but that's, it, there's such an element of yielding all the time. Um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm constantly so swooned by how, how gentle he is and... Um, how he doesn't force but two one one other thing I was thinking about was how in 2021 another thing that was huge is that um while I was um more deeply awakened to his love I was also become becoming what 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 is English I don't know I don't know what words are um I was um made more aware of um his his I don't even know what the best word is I don't like using this word, but I feel like it's the best word. His terror, you know, like he is, he is, he is great and terrible, you know, terrible in in the in the best meaning of the word, in the full pure meaning of the word, you know. Um, I am reading this um, devotional um, by Dick Brogdon, and it's called "Live Dead Joy," and um, the subtitle is 365 Days of Living and Dying with Jesus." Um, and he talks a lot about the um, the equally vast nature of his love and his his wrath. Um, and so in 2021, I feel like I was more deeply awakened to the fact that um, if I if I only focus, if I choose to acknowledge, um, or if I choose to think that God is limited to my current idea of love. Um, then I've completely boxed him in and I've not allowed him to be God. Um, and that further goes into constantly yielding. But, you know, he is, this is another thing that's in the devotional, God is the only one that, that can hate purely, you know. Um, and, and just like recognizing um, more truer attributes of God, but then also recognizing that Angels are still seeing new sides of his face. So there's no way that in this lifetime I can ever grasp the fullness of God. Even into eternity, there's no way we can ever grasp the fullness of God. He's just that great. So if at any point I recognize that I'm limiting him in any area, it's time to release and and once again let him have full reign and say, you are God and I'm not. Um, So that was a really powerful thing in 2021 that I was like just shaken by, you know. And I love that because that is something, too, that, you know, we've been praying for. Like, Lord, help us. Because I feel like we don't talk about this a lot. Help us to fear you, right? Because, of course, he's a loving God, but he's also just and he's also holy and he's also perfect and he's also like mighty you know like when people in the bible saw them like saw god they couldn't even look at him you know because his glory and it's like one of our prayer requests 
And one of our just desires for this year should be, Lord, help us to fear you more than we fear the world. Because there's a lot of us who have grown more accustomed to fearing our, our coworkers and our family members and our friends and our neighbors and strangers than fearing God. And it's like, Lord, how can we learn and how can we fear you? Because when you, but a healthy fear, right? Like, like you have a healthy fear of your parents. You have a healthy fear of authority. You have, you know, how can we come to the place where we fear you more than we care about what others are thinking about us, you know, more than we care about um, an awkwardness we may feel when we step out in faith, you know, more, more than we care about any of those things. Like, Lord, help us to, to fear you because he is mighty. And I think sometimes, too, we can um, put him on a very tiny pedestal, <laughs> You know, we can we can focus so much on the loving nature of him that we kind of think of him as soft, but he is nowhere near soft. You know, he he could I mean, just this is kind of extreme, but he could, um, you know, change our lives in a moment. You know, he could begin life and end life, you know, like he yes, like he has the ability to do these things. And so how is it that we are still believing that we can box him up you know and that's truly the work of the enemy because there's no other reason that we believe so small about us about such a big god and so i think for this year like we really need to focus on like seeing god for who he is and asking him to help us to fear him to really fear and you know, have a reverence for him so that we can live the way that we are supposed to live. Because the reason so many people, I believe, are leaving the faith and walking away and doing other things is because they're not feeling, they're not feeling fulfilled in Christ, but it's because they're not doing what he's called us to do. Because even his word says, like, as you obey my commands, there's fullness of joy, you know? And so like, in the obeying of who he is and in like doing what he's called us to do there is a complete joy but we never get to that because we don't walk in what he has for us you know we're just okay with the bare minimum of his presence which is on Sundays or maybe you watch a sermon here or there you know but we're not actually experiencing his fullness of joy because we're not doing what he requires to get that thing yeah you know know, and there yeah go ahead no 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 I I have been cutting you off please continue (laughs) no I was just gonna say that um you know there's a reason like and it's so weird because the word says like and and I'm paraphrasing but it says something similar to you know um like I said like as you are um, obeying my commands like there's there's joy and and it's weird to think that in obeying something or in following the rules of some someone there will be joy but there's a reason that he tells every one of us to do specific things and to stay away from specific things because the things that look like they're going to bring joy actually bring death and the things that look like they're going to bring death actually bring us joy 
because when we're dying to ourselves and we're dying and we're dying and we're dying and we're dying, that's actually where we find the most joy. Yeah, no, I, that's, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I, I love that, that you specifically mentioned death because if I feel like I'm dying, but I'm in it with Jesus, then I'm probably doing the right thing. But, um, uh, just kind of going back to what we were saying before. So I think what you were referencing was Psalm sixteen eleven, which is in thy presence, there's fullness of joy. And so obedience begins and ends with joy, right? So if it, if there's fullness of, of, of joy in his presence, then again, it starts with being with him and, and being submerged in his presence. And that's where um, joy begins. And when I've got the joy of the Lord and the delight in the Father, then obedience is, is a delight because I just want to make his name known. I just want to give everything for my love, you know? So in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And, and that's just such, a, such an important thing to remember that begin, obedience begins and ends with joy. So how do I get joy? In his presence. In his presence. Because out of that place, that's where I'm able to do, right? Um, but, but then we were, when we were talking about um, the love and the wrath of God, um, what came to me was uh, Psalm eighty nine fourteen, which says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. But then it goes on to say, Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. So it gives this, you know, um, you know two, two sides to this, this um, great and, and magnificent God that, you know, we, we don't want to talk about the righteousness. We don't want to talk about the just nature of God that um, that will wipe out people and that has, you know, whatever. Um, but I love that, you know, righteousness, we don't even we don't even have a <laughs> a glimpse of a full understanding of what his righteousness is what his justice is but then also what his love and his faithfulness is so if i want to pursue god then i'm pursuing him for who he is and that encompasses every attribute no matter what it is because i trust and i believe that he is good even in his wrath he's good even in his his righteous anger and not being afraid in perfect love there is no fear so if there's areas of of god that that there is an unhealthy fear um or if i'm still dealing with a fear of people um then perfect love um you know is not being perfected in me in, in that moment so okay father um continue i i invite you god i give you permission to continue to to work out perfect love and continue to work out my faith and perfect faith in me um to to fear you less but to also fear you more you know right to 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 not fear you unhealthily, but to fear you so deeply and so healthily. Um, so there's just, there's, there's two sides of that. But I just, I love that scripture, Psalm 89, 14. You know, he sits on his throne, right? So he sits on this foundation of righteousness and justice. He cannot waver from his nature. He cannot waver from that. Um, but steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. You, you, you love to love you're such a lover god you know um but yeah yeah there's um like this morning when we prayed before um doing the podcast i remember saying god we put you in your like your rightful place this morning but i think what you said leticia is is so profound that that makes me want to switch that prayer that i prayed to lord help us to put you in your rightful place because we we really don't know how to put you in your rightful place um 
so that was um, that was really good, Leticia. And I think that you know a lot of us try to again like it's so much behavior modification rather than like letting the Lord change us because I know you know last year when I fell back into like you know porn and masturbation and stuff like that was a really hard time for me because I had been free from that for four years and so I'm like Lord where is this coming from like you have kept me all this time like what's going on right and um I just remember trying to get free from it again and doing everything in the physical that I could do, you know, um, getting covenant eyes and just getting, you know, accountability partners and all these different things. But one time I remember after I finished watching stuff and whatever, I was just like, Lord, I have done everything in the physical I can do, but I cannot change this. I cannot change my desire for this. I don't even know if I want to change my desire for this. But I do know this, Lord, that you said I have to be free from this. So I need you to free me from this because I cannot on my own. And I cannot at all. I can do everything in the physical. And Lord, I've done that. But I need you to do something different in me. I need you to remove the taste from my mouth. I need you to do what only you can do. And that is when I promise to you since that moment, the Lord has literally just kept me daily and daily. And it's a daily thing where I literally wake up in the morning. I open my hands to him and I say, Lord, I am holding on to nothing. Lord, I cannot do this day without you. I need you to just lead my steps, order my steps, order my words. Lord, keep me for today. Because anybody anybody can do anything for one day, right? And that's something the Lord's taught me last year. Like, anyone can do anything for one day, right? If you're trying to build a habit, do it for one day. And then do it tomorrow. And then do it the next day. But today, just ask the Lord for the strength for today. And I think that that ties into our, our, our daily bread, you know, like asking the Lord for enough for today, even in the Old Testament, you know, um, he had his people, I, I believe it was, you know, uh, when he was bringing the people out of um, slavery, that, you know, he gave them enough manna for that day. And he told them, don't hold on to it, you know, um, and he told them he would feed them daily. And so, you know, he gave them the manna the bread that they needed for that day and then the next day he brought manna for the next day you know and it was like it was a daily dependence on the lord and that's one thing that like the lord has really taught me this last year it is a daily dependence like thank you lord for keeping me today now tomorrow i'm going to come and i'm going to ask you for the same thing because i'm going to need it again tomorrow and then i'm going to come again the next day and ask you for the same thing and you know, it's so beautiful. Um, I, I watch these YouTube videos. I watch YouTube a lot. Um, but I watch these YouTube videos on trainers who are like really fit, right? And because they're trying to train someone that's heavier, like really heavy, um, sometimes they do experiments where they will get, they'll get, um, they'll gain all the weight back. Like the trainer will gain the weight back just so that they can lose it again with the person so that they can like walk with the person and lose the weight, right? And um, 
that's kind of how it felt last year for me. Like I, I had lost all of this like heaviness, this spiritual heaviness, right? Like I was leaving, I left all these old things that I did. But last year it was like I gained all the weight back again. You know, like I was back into like old stuff again. And it was like, for the trainers, it was, it's so hard for them to lose that weight again, you know? But then once you do it, it's like there's, there's a new freedom and you're like, wow, I can actually do this. Like, it was like, you forget how hard it was to lose all that weight. And I feel like last year I relearned how hard it was to flee from old things. And I learned again that it had nothing to do with what I did. Yes, I I could do the stuff in the physical. I could get the accountability partner. But it was only the Lord who could truly change my heart, who could truly remove the taste of of sin and and of these different things, right? And so um, I say all that to say like, it's so important that we have a daily walk with the Lord, like a daily dependence on him, because that is where he does his work, you know, in the daily, in the, the, the moments. Um, and, you know, I know we keep talking about like, just being in the presence of God and being in the presence of God, but I also kind of want to exp- uh, I want to expand on like, what does, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be in the presence of God? Because that's talked about a lot. Um, And so for me, what that means being in the presence of God is walking with him in all of your moments, right? Because there's times where you're going to be walking around and you're you're working and you're with your family and all that does that mean that you're separated from the presence of God no the presence of God is there with you but are you are you speaking to him are you consulting him on every matter you know are you um meditating on his word throughout your day you know and then being intentionally in the presence of God are you praying right? Are you spending time talking to him and listening? Are you spending time in his word? Are you spending time around other believers who can also pour his word into you as well? Um, And I think that that's what we mean when we say in the presence of God, because sometimes it can feel very like, oh, I need to get into the presence of God. Like, this is like, like, how do I do that? Like, what is that? Like, is it this huge, like spiritual place I need to get to? Like, you know, and it can sound very like, I don't know, uh, like road to Mecca kind of a thing. Yeah. Like very, yeah. yeah. And so I think it's important to know, like the presence of God, like God doesn't leave us, you know, he's always with us. So that means that we are constantly in the presence of God. However, um, we're not always in agreement. (laughs) Yeah. We're not always in agreement. And are we constantly talking to him? Are we constantly depending on him? Are we, like fully dependent on him and his word. Um, And it's not a feeling based, right? Because I used to always think like, when I'm in the presence of God, I need to be crying, I need to be emotional. Like a lot of your Christian walk is out of emotion because yes, there are, you know, emotions and and there's times where you're crying and there's times when when you're really happy and whatever, but 
a lot of the 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 meat of your walk is just being with the Lord because you know that he sustains you daily. And I actually um I saw something called cold spaghetti noodles and I just want to read it real quick because this really like although like we need to be in the presence of God, this is a reminder on how sometimes it's not going to feel um it's not going to feel how we expect it to feel, but it is. we do it because it sustains us and because it brings life to our bones. So I just want to read something real quick. Um, this is from a book that I read daily called Freedom Starts Today, and it's just about like overcoming struggles and addictions and things like that. Um, and actually, the man who wrote it, he was an alcoholic for many, many years, and now he has like a recovering alcohol um, ministry in, I believe, Texas. So yeah, one of the biggest in the, in the countries. And, you know, he leads people to the Lord day by day. You know, he has them, um, when he was getting free from alcohol, you know, his AA person said, okay, can you be free from alcohol today? Like, can you not drink anything today? And he was like, yeah, I can do it for a day. Like, that's not my problem. I need to do it for life. Right? Like I need to just be free from it. And he was like, okay, we'll do it today. And if you do it today, text me tomorrow, call me, tell me you've done it, and then we'll talk. And so he calls him tomorrow and he's like, okay, I did it for 24 hours. And he's like, okay, can you do another 24 hours? And he's like, yeah, I can do another 24 hours. Like, that's not the point. I need to be free from this forever. And he's like, okay, just do another 24 hours. When you finish another 24 hours, call me. And that's where the idea of doing something, anyone can do anything for 24 hours. You know, when you're trying to get free from things like the Lord will deal with you day by day because daily he wants you to come and be with him and depend on him for today's strength, for today's freedom, you know. Um, And so I want to just read this real quick because it's very vital for our relationship with the Lord. It says, while spending a summer in Haiti during the food crisis, I learned a lesson that has served me well in my spiritual life. One morning, I showed up to the open air, cinder block, and tin roof dining hall, and on the table for breakfast was a big plain bowl of cold spaghetti noodles. I was so confused and thought, I'm not eating cold spaghetti noodles for breakfast. That's sick. Well, about eight hours later, after being on my feet after all day serving kids and moms in the malnutrition clinic, I was feeling a bit malnourished myself. I was starving weak and regretting turning down the breakfast pasta. The next day I showed up at the dining hall and sure enough, cold spaghetti noodles. I grabbed the bowl, served myself, sprinkled some sugar on top and ate my noodles with thankfulness, knowing it would sustain me. I haven't had cold noodles for breakfast since and I'm not sure I ever will, but the lesson has stayed with me for over 10 years. Something doesn't have to be amazing in order to be sustaining. And so that's just a part of it but um more often than not it's not that um it's not that when we're with the lord it's going to be this huge experience every day right like sometimes we have that but it's more about the fact that we need him daily just to sustain us and like those cold spaghetti noodles sometimes it doesn't feel appealing sometimes we don't want to spend time with the lord right if we're honest Sometimes we don't want to read our Bible. Sometimes we don't want to pray. But it's about him sustaining us. So even if it doesn't look um, 
like a whole experience every day. If, if we think about this story and remember that he didn't want to eat those noodles, it didn't look appealing. But after he had done his work and realized he couldn't even get through the day without that strength that he would have had from those cold spaghetti noodles, it reminds us of us with the Lord. A lot of times we're getting through our day, but we're exhausted, we're, we're, we're tired, it feels mundane, right? And unless it's like truly dedicated to the Lord and truly, um, unless, you know, we're truly just being sustained by him daily, it can, it, it can feel, you know, um, mundane and that's, that's okay, but it's more so about being sustained with the Lord daily. Um, and I know I just said a lot, but I just wanted to say like, yeah, like, that really stood out to me because sometimes being with the Lord can feel very mundane. It can feel very non-spiritual, right? Like it can feel kind of like a task sometimes. And I think it's just a reminder that even though it might not feel like anything, it's sustaining you. Even if you don't feel like you're getting anything from it in that moment, you are being sustained. So stay there, go there daily because it's anyone can spend time with the Lord if you take it one day at a time, you know, just just 24 hours and then the next 24 hours and the next 24 hours and just be with him in his word, in prayer. Um, and if you don't know what to pray, pray the pray scripture, you know, uh, a lot of people and I've been doing this lately, you know, take a scripture of a promise the Lord has given us and 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 repeat it back to God and say, God, you have promised this to your children. Lord, I'm believing that you're going to do this in my family. I'm believing you're going to do this in my friends. I'm believing you're going to do this in my coworkers. I'm believing you're going to do this in my life, you know, and um, pray scripture if you don't know what to pray, you know, because that's a reality for some of us. Like some days you don't know what to pray. Some days you're like, okay, Lord, I've already prayed about all these things, you know? But um, yeah, cold spaghetti noodles. There's something to remember. It's about I sustaining. love that. I love that a lot. Yeah, and, and even so to tag on to that, but also go back to um, what we were talking about with, with uh, new manna every day, you know, his, his mercies are new every morning. And I heard a really good teaching recently. Um, it's funny because I also have something to read. And so I don't, we're just, we're just in alignment. It's great. But, um, I, I had heard a teaching recently about his mercies being new every morning and I had never heard it like this. And I thought it was so good. Um, that a lot of times we think of his mercies being new every morning as them just kind of being refilled every day. Like this, you know, this, this maybe, uh, jug that's being, refilled every day but that's not what it is um he says his mercies are new brand new every morning so the mercies for today are not the mercies for yesterday and not the mercies for tomorrow they're completely different so if you try to tap in even if you're going him going to him again today for mercies if you're expecting to tap in or if you you're wanting to tap into yesterday's mercies for today that that's that's not going to work because they're they're brand new they're completely fresh and um it, it have a 
have a separate identity, um, separate DNA than yesterday's and tomorrow's mercies. So that was really cool because I had always thought of it as just, okay, refill, refill, refill. But no, this is new. This is a, this is a brand new and exciting adventure with the Lord today. Um, but yeah, no, just like in marriage, how it's, it's a, it's a constant choice, um, rather than a feeling. Um, I, I love what you said that being with the Lord doesn't always feel spiritual. I love that because we love to experience. We love to, to, um, I want to say feel, not everybody wants to feel emotion, but like we want to feel something good, right? Like we want it to be, to, to, to feel what we want to feel, I should say. Um, we're just super selfish. We really are, but, um, you're right. It doesn't always feel spiritual. Actually, I would say 75% of the time, right, most of the time it doesn't. But am I still going to choose to be with him? Because that's what a true lover does. They choose to be with their their lover. And that's how you fall deeper in love. That's how you continue on in, you know, honeymoon phases is is you you intentionally place yourself in, in heart postures and in positions to fall in love deeper. Um, but if you sit in the complacency, you'll grow in the complacency. Um, something I was, I was, I actually just pulled up today's, I felt like the Lord asked me to, to pull up today's, um, live dead joy reading. And, um, I, I saw just a portion of it and I thought this was very, very relevant. So if, if you're cool with it, I'm just going to read a small portion of it. Is that okay? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting Girl, for it. We we're all reading on here. I thought I thought you were just going to go ahead. Go okay, ahead. no. I was waiting for permission and it was crickets, so that was fun. Um, so um, it, it says some people, <clears throat> excuse me, some people prefer the small world of a prison where they at least get three um, free meals a day. Kenneth Bailey points out that Jesus addressed a similar question when he met blind Bartimaeus. Um, what do you what do you want me to do for you? And that's Mark 10, 51. Jesus obviously knew the man was blind. So in effect, he was saying, if I deliver you from the slavery of blindness, you can no longer beg for a living. Food will not be dropped in your outstretched hands. You will have to work for it. Do you really want the challenges of being free? We often love our chains. We hold on to our aches and pains because they earn us sympathy. We hold on, hold on to our anger and jealousy because they serve as fuel and motivation. We hold on to blankets of our insecurities because they warm us in some strange and twisted way. To be free from what enslaves us brings us to the wall of the Red Sea, and we exchange the comforts of slavery for the challenges and responsibilities of freedom. So the way that I feel like that relates to what we're talking about is, you know, again, this is this is a choice to wake up and, and, and daily die with Jesus, to daily lay down these, these comforts and these you know the this the 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 sympathy and the the fuel and the motivation that that we want to feel um to choose his presence over all else because that again is where the fullness of joy is that's where the fuel that's where true motivation that's where true um that's where that's where everything is you know i i just think of in the garden um adam and eve being able to freely and fully walk with the presence of the Lord, like that's that's what He created humanity for. Um, he created us for fellowship, and so if that is not being tapped into, then why am I here? You know, the the 
and that's why so many people are are struggling for for purpose and even believers because there's no part of them that is tapping into the reason for their existence which is fellowship with the father and in that place um it is is where there's fullness and and we we can keep running back for more the wellspring of everlasting life you know um but choosing to sit with him to be with him and and like you said it for practical ways right like um am i waking up and choosing for him to be my first thing so like you do opening your hands and saying father this day is yours i give it to you i give you permission to to consume everything in me today that's not of you walk with me and, and allow me to acknowledge your manifested presence around me um and in me today um you know awaken my my acknowledgement my awareness of your presence um because we do grow in that we we you know we grow in in revelation and acknowledgement of of his presence um but it is getting in prayer getting in the word um but it can just be it could be just sitting and 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 having conversations with him it can be um sitting out and in nature and looking at creation and um just dwelling on how vast our creator must be um and opening your mind to okay holy spirit speak to me uh be with me again make me more aware of your presence because if we believe that he's omnipresent then we're, we're technically always in his presence but when we say you know dwelling in the presence of the lord it's really a matter of pursuing um and this is why it takes god to love god right like it's pursuing um encounter and um an awareness awakening of ourselves um to his his manifested presence because we have died to the old nature but we're learning how to live in the new um we're learning how to walk as 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 new creations as born again we are completely new um but it's learning how how to walk in that um because we are still in our physical bodies and the flesh is constantly uh, fighting against the spirit so um yeah pursuing okay god i need you to love you i need you to choose you i need you know being being constantly in pursuit of being awakened to my my depravity my need for him um i think is honestly the start of of living in the presence of god because um i have to I, I i have to, i need him to constantly be more awakened and more aware of his presence um yeah, yeah. so that's that's a a practical tool i would i would say is is helpful yeah when i wake up in the morning you know and do that it's nothing it's no spiritual you know <laughs> i mean i literally wake up open my hands and i just say that you know so um like life with god is very um like just and mundane is not the really a great word to use but you know it's it's in the everyday things you know it's not like sometimes like on podcasts like you can sound so spiritual but it's like in the everyday things like it's just a normal conversation that you might not feel anything but it's it's more about what you believe behind what you're saying rather than what you feel in that moment um and i love you know just to kind of close this out like I really love that scripture, Psalm 1611, that you said, like, 
you will show me the path of your life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, um, I love that scripture. And I think that that is something that we have to meditate on. And we have to believe that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And if we are constantly in his presence, then we are constantly in a fullness of joy. And so we definitely have to begin to believe that, you know, and I, I don't believe in manifesting how the world believes in it, but I do believe that as you begin to believe these things and truly believe what God speaks over us, um, you'll begin to, we will all begin to experience that fullness of joy in our everyday mundane life. Yeah. 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 No, that's so good. I, I wanted to say one last thing because this hit me really hard yesterday and it was a quote that, um, that just said it's, it's way easier to preach 10 sermons than it is to live one out. Um, and so, you know, even you and I can sound really put together on, on here on this podcast and, you know, there, there could be people listening that are like, wow, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's like I, what I want to, you know, whatever. But it's like, no, are we daily, are we daily living this out? Cause that's all that matters. So it's way easier to speak it, but so much harder to, to live one day out like that. So thank you so much Absolutely. for this, this time, Leticia, this was, was really precious. Yeah, this was beautiful. And I'm glad we got to just end it out on, you know, what the Lord has been teaching us and, um, I'm excited for whatever the next season is going to bring, but um, definitely this is definitely a close to a season. Um, and just like Ecclesiastes says, like there is a season for everything. Um, and so, you know, um, let's just pray over those who are just trying to figure their way out with the Lord that, um, yeah, that they will find their way and that they will, and that we will truly experience like the fullness of God and the fullness of joy in his presence. Um, yeah. Can you pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We love you, God. We, we need you in order to love you, God. We acknowledge that. We acknowledge a deeper need for you because we want you. Um, so God, would you just, um, just whoever is listening, Father, and, and even beyond who, who's listening, Father, would you just begin to um, to move in uh, within areas of, of people's lives and, and even me and Leticia, Father, that um, they they don't know how to walk just this um, this presence pursuit out with you, God. Would you just lay your hand um, over their hearts and, and impress your your heart, your nature, your mercy um, onto them and, and, and how you just want to be with them. I just um, command performance-driven spirits um, to leave in the name of Jesus, that, um, that your compassion, that your mercy, that your nearness, and that your heart to be close would just um would just be be awakened in the church that there would um be an awakening a, a a movement of people of children of god who recognize what it is to be loved by you to love you and and with that to to walk out um 
the life that you have for them with fiery pursuit, God, because we've been with you first. We've encountered the living God first, and that has forever changed us. It changes us every day. Father, so uh, God, would you convict our hearts every day to to get in your presence and to encounter you, to, to meet you at the burning bush, God, so that we would continue to be transformed every day, that, that complacency would, would um just be just be fought that your warring angels would 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 come in like a flood and um just just sweep through the church father um would 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 um drown out these um spirits of of apathy and complacency and distraction and performance god that um that they would just begin to 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 push your people towards your presence god your presence is so sweet it is so sweet we don't know joy until we know your presence until we know you god so we love you and we trust you to continue to perfect this work of faith this work of love within us we're so grateful for you god you are so good. You are so faithful. You are all things good. You are all things we, we truly want. You're all things that our souls cry out for. Abba, Father, we need you. We want you. And, and just we ask that you would help us to choose you every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.